Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Backstreet Boys and Girl podcast. Um, I'm Bayo. I'm Jody, And this is a very, very special edition. This is, in fact, our 50th episode. I don't know how we got to 50. <laughs> that feels... What rip- twaddle have we talked <laughs> for 50 episodes? Um, the bad news, unfortunately, is that Claire isn't with us this week. She's been super busy working on the... Um, World Cup netball, isn't she? Yeah. Um, the good news is that the powers that be in athletics to celebrate our anniversary put on a two-day festival <laughs> of athletics this very weekend in our hometown just for us. They even called it the anniversary games to celebrate our 50th anniversary. Mm. Wasn't that nice of them? That was really nice of them. I think you might be slightly misunderstood what happened this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but it we, was a, it was a great it was a great athletics meeting. <laughs> well, we went along and we saw some of our very favourite athletes. We interviewed some of our very, very favourite athletes, and we're here today to take you through it and um, have a chat about some of our favourite things that went on. Um, Jody, the anniversary games in general. Yeah. What are your usual thoughts on it? So. Every year, I'm like, why is it over two days? It's too long, it's too spread out, the fields are really thin. And that's exactly what I thought when I looked through the fields initially. But actually, on closer inspection, there's some, there were some really good, real quality meet, um, events, and they delivered. I, thought, I mean, I thought it was really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and especially when watching it back. Yes. Because you, when you're in a stadium, as anyone who ever goes to an athletics meeting, you'll know there's an awful lot going on. It's very easy to miss stuff. Um, that is especially true when you're also in the mix zone, yeah. interviewing people back and forth. You don't have like necessarily the results at hand. You don't get to see. And I know we complain a lot about like the ITV, not the ITV, so the BBC and the the way it's presented. Sometimes you don't get to you don't get the interviews. You don't yeah. get the results automatically. The you stats, don't get replays. You don't get replays. So like for, there's a, there's events that happen. And you look at the result. Well, why did that happen? Oh, because yeah. that person fell over or this. Exactly. I, and you don't don't see it in the moment and because you don't get all that extra information. Happens a lot in field events because yeah, in, in totally. a um, on the TV they can go back and show something that you missed in the stadium if you've missed it it's gone you look up at the screen and suddenly someone's in first place yeah. when they had been in seventh so um, there was a lot of that the when you're there it's very easy to, to, to miss stuff going back and watching it which I've done all of since since um, I've not caught up because I'm sorry and I'm not complaining well you are and this was going to be my next point but go ahead <laughs> too much athletics too there much there was the under 23s and the world student games on at the same time yeah um, and then I think there was a, there's a, probably a diamond league there or was two Lucerne, in then there was the permit um, meeting at Lausanne no sorry there was Lausanne and a permit meeting at Lucerne yeah. there was Monaco yeah, okay. Now there's the European under twenties, the juniors. There's two days of um Diamond League at London. There was also a night of the ten thousand PBs that we went to. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I cannot tell you, um, lovely listeners. <laughs> I am absolutely knackered. I have watched I went to two days of the meeting, I then watched all of it. I also watched Catch Up with the Juniors as well. I've watched at least 20 or more hours of the Juniors over the weekend. I also watched um, the triathlon from Edmonton. I watched two netball matches. (laughs) I also had to go to a concert and run a club night. And I have been asleep at my desk most of the day. Um, But here I am just for you. Um, So, I mean, it has been, it's been great for for us athletics fans. We will come back and we're going to talk about the under 23s and the Juniors with Claire when she comes back next time. So we're going to have to do a special episode. Got a lot to say about that. that. Yeah. But the weekend was really good. What was your highlight? My highlight, there was two highlights, actually, performance it's tricky, isn't it? Because there's yeah. like what was objectively the best and what yeah. was my favourite. Yeah. I think actually we can go with both of the, them as being the same, which is um oh my god, I'm gonna do it again. I was gonna call him Henrik Ingebrigtsen. Jakob. Jakob. No, no, Henrik. What are you talking about? 
My favourite um, performance of the... Um, Cast and Borhan. Was Cast <laughs> I'm going to apologise in advance. It may be a bit like this this week, with, with no Claire to moderate and me talking absolute twaddle, more twaddle than usual. Um, yes, that, um, that was my favourite, and I suppose most people's favourite performance of the um, of the night or the afternoon. But Carlson, like on the track, was amazing. He's technically so proficient. He's so strong at the end of the race. He can adjust mid race what leg he, he can hurdle equally on both legs. Coming into that last hurdle, he put in a 14 instead of a 13, and it barely broke a stride doing it, but that just shows you how much room for improvement, because that was probably a sub-47 yeah. run there. It's so exciting. It's the best event on the track at the moment. There's other events, probably field events, that are just equally as exciting, but it's the best event on the track. I can't wait for like the top three to get into a race together. Um, it might not be until Doha, so that's something really to look forward to coming into the World Championships. But he's so consistent, you know he's not going to set a foot wrong, and he he, although up till now he hasn't been as fast as the others, he's possibly the, the favourite because of his consistency. Well, funnily enough, I asked him about all of that. We're here at the London Olympic Stadium. This must be your, your favourite place on earth. Oh yeah, I love it there. You know, it's, it's perfect, very good memories, fast track, good audience, you know, it's, I love it. Um, you, of course, won the, the World Championships here last time. We've got another World Championships coming up very, very soon. Um, you're in a really, really hard event. You know, you, um, Samba, Rai Benjamin, etc. Um, there was a time, for quite a long time, actually, the four hurdles was in the doldrums. You seem to have dragged it back into that respectability. For me, the hurdles is definitely the most uh, competitive uh, event on, uh, on uh, the circuit now. And I love it, you know. And uh, it's very good for, for us doing the 4 meter hurdles. It's very good for everybody watching. And uh, when everybody comes together, it's going to be a hell of a clinch. It is. Now, will we see you all running together before the World Championships? Or do you think it's best to save it until till then? I think it's best to save yourself to them for the marriage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I'm looking forward. Yes, absolutely. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? Your next ambition must be obviously to go under 47 seconds. Um, when do you think we will see that? Who knows? Um, for me, it's uh, I will I will just run and, and see when, whenever it comes. But today I I actually hit hurdle five and I had a untidy uh, passing on the last hurdle, so it could might as well be been today, but. Uh, for now, we'll just wait to see until next Diamond League race or whatever. There are improvements still to come. In all my years of watching athletics, I've never known anyone to commit themselves to a race in the way you do. Certainly not commit themselves in that way and not, not die. How is it you manage to like, stay strong all the way to the end? Like, what other people would just collapse by then? First of all, that warms my heart. I like it because uh, I actually run, run with heart. It, it, it means very, very much to me. And uh, I think it's like my inner voice when, I comes to the fin- when, I, when I'm coming to to the late and telling me, you know, this is going to be worth it. You're low racing fast and it's just a couple of seconds with pain and it hurts so fucking good. Austin's <laughs> awesome. He's, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. My favourite my favorite quote of the weekend there. Um, he, I said to him there, I've never known, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, but I cannot think of another athlete in all the years I've been watching athletics who goes off with such, like, Power, such conviction and doesn't come back. Mm. That's the thing. I remember when he first did it, um, he did it at the World Championship. So he'd done it that year, hadn't yeah. he? He'd done it a couple of times. And I, um, so 2017. And when he first did it, I think it was in Oslo, wasn't it, when he first did, broke through. Um, and I remember thinking, well, that's not a tactic that's going to continue <laughs> yeah. working, you know, because you're, you, the strength you need to continue that means you have to 
every time gets stronger. But as he said, he, in his head, he just thinks it's just a couple more seconds of pain and it's worth it. And he likes it. Yeah, he likes it. <laughs> I mean, listen, he, he's, he's fantastic. So I think we have to agree that was probably the performance of the um of well, the, the I think the only performance that kind of um, is up there was Danielle Williams just what the, I was going to say in the yeah. 100 hurdles yeah. because she we were talking we were with Chris Brown Sport from Trackcastic we sat with him the whole weekend and we were talking about um, world and Olympic champions those kind of one hit wonders and we were kind of all these randoms who've like won something once and we're like never seen them ever since she was one of them because yeah. going into Beijing she was a name, I think she might have won. Well, well, I think she was second ranked in her family. Wasn't well, she? she's got an older sister yeah. who was who was the better one. Better one that year, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she comes in, she wins. Not really heard of her ever since. Yeah, she's been she's around. Been around yeah. but she's not been like um, right up there. Yeah, and all the Americans have always and Sally Pearson, obviously. But this year, she's come back in fantastic form. She's got a lot of competition just in Jamaica, and apparently, she's not even um, qualified for the Jamaican team. Well, so. no. Did you? Did you? Have you seen it on the TV? They explained. No, because I fast forward. I was trying okay, to get through. I, it. I, I will forward. tell you what's happened. Okay. And this is a prime example of what you don't get in the um, when you're in the stadium. When you're in the stadium. And now, if we've been taking a bit more notice over the last few weeks, maybe we will be <laughs> up on this. Maybe some of you will we be. We were too are. busy watching the under twenty three. Exactly. Um, what happened at the Jamaican trials was that she full started. Um, she then made a big, big fuss about the full starting. The race went ahead without her. Um, I think someone else didn't run and two other people injured themselves. So the total race was a disaster. Right. I only had two finishers or something. Right. And the whole race has been um, like vetoed. So it's not, that race is not now being the used. Uh, yeah, it's not now being used to determine who... So no one's been selected. No one's been selected. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fine. So we'll no, see. no, 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 hold oh. on. Um, it's, so it's, it's not yet been determined. That race is not being used to determine who, um, yeah. who goes for Jamaica. What they have said, though, is that Daniel Williams will not be going for them. Because she full started. No, not just because she full started. Oh. I think it's because of her behaviour after the full start. Um, the, uh. the, the fuss she made after it, they said, was kind of unsportsmanlike or something. Was she a bit John Drummond? A bit John Drummond, potentially, yes, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so I meant to go and actually find the video and watch it, which I didn't get around to doing. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're saying whatever happens, she's not in the, in the team, and the team will be decided on the IWF um, ranking points. Brilliantly, what she's, she's going to be head of the idea of ranking points, isn't she? So what they're actually going to do, I don't know. It'd be a real, real shame if she... I mean, be, I mean listen, I don't know what happened, and I... There is obviously a level of responsibility that athletes have to take in behave, behaving, but it would be a travesty if she doesn't get to the World Championships. Yeah, it would, but she was she was sensational. So we, hopefully, we can see her competing against the um, the rest of the um, well, the rest of Jamaicans and Americans in in Doha. So, what else did you like? Uh, what else did I like? Um, should we go to a bit of a British perspective, um, which is Lavia Nilsson? <laughs> Lavia was awesome. I saw her coach just before we started. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but we had a chat with Lavia. She can tell us what she thought. So I'm here with my other favourite other favorite twin. Who's oh, your my brother. Twin? My oh, brother. Right. <laughs> 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 Lavia, I saw you here last year and you didn't run. You weren't happy with how you ran. And you said, and I said, but it all come right at the Europeans. And it did. But you've come back this year and run out of your skin. Did you expect to run that fast today? I was going for it, like yeah. um, I raced in Lausanne, of course, in the best. Um, and I ran 51 3 from the inside lane, so I thought, okay, if I've got a good lane and I'm in contention, then I can go stop with one. I believe it from then. So I was going for it today. I'm not on my freshest yet, which is like, who's supposed to run that now? Like, I was aiming to run it sort of closer to World Championships. So I'm really, really excited to see what I can do when I'm in my best shape. Like, it's, it, it's really exciting. It's difficult this year because of the timing for the World Championships. You don't need to be in great form in May and June. 
and coming into form now just before the trials, it's the right time for you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the season because I feel like every other season, as soon as you open, the trials comes in like a second. Um, so I've enjoyed like taking my time with training. I feel like I've got to rush. Really enjoying training. Like Christine, my coach, and Mark, my assistant coach, open. Um, Working so hard behind the scenes, and I really enjoy training with them. Um, so yeah, I'm just literally just taking it step by step. I'm really loving the journey. Because I saw Christine just before um, the race, and she said, oh, I'm really worried. I said, you don't need to be worried, because I think you're one of those athletes we know that we can rely on, and you're going to get it right when it comes, like you did in Berlin last year. So you were great through the rounds in Berlin, and you had to do an extra round as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So coming into the championships, what are your expectations, and how far do you think you can go? Um, so the first aim would be to win the British Championships. I've never won a British Championships before. And then going into the I'm on to contend for the final. Like last year, I was kind of in the mindset that whatever happens will happen, and I'll be grateful for whatever happens. And I'm still sort of in that mindset that I'm daring to dream big. So I'm going to say like I'm contending for the World Final, which is a huge goal to set, but something that I really believe I can do. But you ran today, and you were. Uh almost neck and neck with world championship medals, so why not? Yeah, so I thought the girls don't run through nice, so I thought if I could just stick with it, and then that goes really well for um, the world championship. They ran like 50.6 or whatever it was, so I'm right there, like I'm literally right there, so I've just got to believe that I can compete with them. Hi, I'm Greg Rutherford, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. You're a pro, aren't you? Well, you know. <laughs> 50.83, was it? Yeah, I think it puts us sixth ever, I think I think I read. The main thing is it's everything's going in the right direction yeah, exactly. for her. Yeah. She's come out of the juniors, she's made a transition into the senior ranks, and she's getting better every year. Um, the thing is, I think I felt this weekend, especially from the British athletes, because I complain a lot that British athletes don't compete enough. I agree. But this felt like they were, they, a lot of them just showed themselves for the first time. Yeah, I think, I think certainly this year, we've seen... Dina and Laura quite a bit on yeah. the on the international circuit, but a lot of the sort of lesser names we haven't really seen about, whether that's because they can't get into races or we just haven't seen people. I think maybe there have been some injuries in that. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. We're, we're kind of, the, the season's starting now. Even, even though it's about to stop, but the, least, the season is, is starting now. Two months before the World Championships is when you want people to start coming exactly. out. And, and, and exactly, because this is the equivalent of beginning of June yeah. really yeah. so yeah exactly exactly right just can I just say quickly about Lavia it was the way she ran it yes. she ran it with yeah. such commitment like we were saying um, a moment ago she ran it with such commitment she didn't come back you know the better athletes beat her which was just to be expected but she was mixing it up and up there mixing it with properly world class um, competition yeah, you know? world championship yeah. and Olympic medalists yeah, exactly. and she didn't it, like they beat her by a metre yes so it was a really mature um uh, right. performance and really exciting to see because I mean there is a little bit of a dip in the 400 at the moment well we've got some, su- suddenly we've, maybe not well, yeah but we've got we've got some some decent depth but there's not the top person someone who can run no there's, there's not one top person but it's looking like we could I wouldn't be surprised if we had two possibly even three which we'll come to in a minute people under 51 by the end of the year and even additional people, which I'm sure we'll speak about in a minute, for the relay. Yeah, um, well, that was, that was who I was talking about. Yeah, okay, let's just talk about her then. We're talking about okay. Beth Dobbin. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Dobbin, we know she's a favourite of the pod. Um, um, we just love her, we love her performances, we love her personality, and I had a chat with her as well. It's a funny year this year yes. because the championships are so late and everyone's coming out at the end of July and yeah. running amazingly. Yeah. So you've had a bit of a slow start to the year, yeah. but that was probably on purpose, I guess. Um, Ish, not really. I had um, a bit of an injury bother over indoors, so my plan was to have a big indoor season-ish, um, do some fours, and then um, go back into training and then have an outdoor season. That didn't quite work through injury. My first ever lot of injuries, so it was a tough time. Um, 
so it pushed my openers back by only maybe three or four weeks um, so yeah I opened up my season at the start of July which is crazy because this time last year I'd already done trials at the start of July so it's so weird um, but fortunately it's not hindered me too well it hasn't because I've just run a PB so yeah it was, that was just an amazing experience like it's, it's when sometimes when you feel like oh you know I haven't broke 22 seconds yet this year I hope it's going to be alright blah 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 and then you have experiences like that that remind you why you do it so you're here running against the Olympic champion mm-hmm. and not just running with her, competing with her. I like, could <laughs> see her. I didn't even think I'd be able to see her. So I came off the bend. I was like, I I'm like with Elaine at the moment. I'm sure I'm with her. Maybe that was just me being delusional. No, you were. <laughs> and then I could feel her like go away. I was like, just stay with Elaine. Stay with Elaine. Um, but yeah, it was just what an experience. Like. So you've run 22.5. Yeah, 5 PB. Yes. Um, and last year at the trials, obviously, that was a big splash. Yeah. What are your plans for the rest of the year? You've got another couple of months until the World yeah. Championship. Yeah, um, so the plan is always to peak at trials because um, I'm not in the, the position to take trials for granted. I have to be at my I'm best. I'm not in an event no, where... No, <laughs> they're one of, of the most stacked events. Yeah. Um, so I have to be at my best at trials to qualify. So I wasn't expecting a PB today. I, w- I would have taken a 22.9 to be honest today, so I'm buzzing with that. Um, but yeah, I need to be at my best at trials to qualify. Um, and then we'll go back into training and I would love to make the final at Worlds and I know everyone wants to go to a championship to make the final um, but you know I think it was 22.77 made the final at London you know me stuck queen <laughs> and, um, so I'm like at, where it's at a funny time where people might get it wrong there is an opportunity there um, we might get it wrong you never know but it's just I want to make the most of an opportunity um, and yeah just hopefully qualify for Worlds and make the final You seem to be like exclusively a 200 metre runner are we yeah. ever going to see you run 100 or 400? Well, I tried the 100 a couple of weeks ago into a minus 1.7 win, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. No, I, I, I don't know where, how I run 22.5, because I ran to 11.64 right. at my 100. It was into a minus 1.7. There's just no correlation. Because you ran faster over the first 100 at this way. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. And we, me and my coach watch it back, and we, we see, um, we stop the clock when I hit 100, and I run it faster than my 100-metre PB. So I don't know what I'm doing at the 100, but I think when you start with people, you don't. I'm not used to I'm like, I feel like I'm watching their legs instead of mine, and my head's all over the place. So no, I don't mind doing the 100 but I, it's not for me um, the 400 I'm so annoyed because of my injury because the plan was to do some 400 indoors and then um, yeah maybe have a longer season and experiment with the fours because this felt like the best year to do it because it's such a long year um, throw some fours in but it just hasn't gone to plan um, through injury so um, yeah, I, I want to hopefully do the relay at the European Team Champs. Um, I don't know if they'll let me because I've never done a four. I um, hope so. Yeah. Some of the best 400 metre legs of all time have been yeah. by 200 metre runners. Yeah. Dwayne Torrance, I mean, we just chucked John Regis into yeah. the relay in 1990 yeah. out of nowhere. Um, so we'd love to love yeah. to see you in a yeah. four by four. I would love to do one because I think I'm quite gutsy. So um, I think I know me, I'll just like, go too far, too fast and then hold on. But yeah, I would love to do a four by four. Um, I would like, I, I don't know if I'd want to do an individual four from blocks because I think I'd be in the blocks like, I'm not pushing out. Like, I've got all that way to go. Um, so yeah, I think a four by four would be a great experience. That'd be awesome. Well, listen, yeah. fingers crossed, we look forward yeah. to seeing you. Thank there. you very much. And we'll see you at the trials. Yes, Thanks lovely to see you. Thank you. So never mind anything else about what Beth, Beth had to say. I mean, 22.50 is a brilliant time, equal 
equal with equal set. So she's equal set. Equal with Abby, yeah. <laughs> um, but the most important thing is she wants to run the four by four at the European Cup. Stop the press! <laughs> stop the press! As you know, there's nothing that people, like, nothing that we like to discuss more on on um, on the internet, certainly on Twitter, than uh, the different permutations of Britain's four by four relay team. So the fact that Beth Dobbin could be in there is too exciting for words. And also, I'd chuck Jodie in as well. I don't know if she'll want to do it, but well, I'm, I'm assuming that Jodie's in the four team. I'm assuming yeah. Destiny in the four team. Lavi's in the four team. You know, it's like it's Emily Diamond ran ran well. She did, I don't yeah. know what Ailey is this year. Um, never ever silly, have we? She, no, she's um, indoors. Um, and then obviously at the at the juniors. Juniors, yeah. Exactly. We've got a team. We've yeah. got we've got a better team than we've had like in a, in a while. We always get a medal in the four relay. Of going back, you know, mm-hmm. we're even the ones that are being re- 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 what's that reallocated. Word? Reallocated now. Um, for years and years, Olympics, World Championships, we haven't necessarily had the best team every time, have we? There's something in arena that really brings out the best in us. And there's no Russia at the moment. Which no is Russia, is absolutely. So it's true, just yeah. Poland. I think we need to worry about. Somebody else who really stepped up and has in the last few races is Lindsay Sharp. Yes. Um, but, and also, so not only is Lindsay back, the Lindsay of old is back, yes. who we haven't seen for a, for no, a couple of years. I don't think she even qualified for, for Berlin last year. Um, so it's great to have her back. But the other girls as well in the 800 yeah. didn't look spectacular because they didn't really, they didn't... Um, well, there was a big gap, wasn't there, between like, the top three of the thing, but they were only a second back. So. Yeah, but Alex Bell set a new PB yeah. under two minutes. Um, Shalena was under two minutes as yeah. well, getting back to form, and we know how scary she can be. Um, and then Hannah Seagrove, who I have no idea who she is. She, you were actually saying the day before. because well, she paced the 1500, yeah. and I was like, who's that? Where'd they find her? Well, she was a 202 athlete. Now she's a two-minute dead athlete, 20018. Also, Adele Tracy would have gone under two minutes if she hadn't run into the back of Natalia Gould. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she went 209, but we're going to put that down to experience. Yeah. So once again, such strength in depth in that event, and people coming into form at the, at at the right, right time. time. Yeah, Going from the women's 800 into the men's 800 <laughs> which was also the same I mean the same same thing like the um, they weren't necessarily right at the front but it's, it's going back and looking at the PBs and the season's best that we've got in there um, I mean Jamie Webb came sick yeah. but he came on like a train yeah. he, I mean obviously taking that indoor form outdoors, outdoors now which is really important and what we always said all along about the indoor championships is it gives you a platform yes absolutely he wouldn't have got into this race last no. year so now because he's an indoor was it silver medal indoors yeah he got silver um, he now gets the opportunity to run these races he's now on 144.5 <laughs> which is a brilliant time yeah. which will get him in loads more races yeah. but after that like Kyle and Giles came ninth and 10th and we're like oh yeah Kyle won a new PB, 144.97. It's weird because Kyle hadn't gone under 45. No. Um, because Kyle is such a great championship racer. Yeah. We've just always assumed, you know, obviously, obviously coming, he's only, what, 22 or something. But um, he's gone under 45. That's a big, big milestone. And he's just come back into some form this year. Yeah. So he's got a long way to go. And Giles won just basically 45 flat as well. So once again, great, great running. Um, and add that I know we're talking in a different pod about this one but the European Juniors oh, yeah. <laughs> my favourite race of the whole weekend three Spitfires <laughs> it was amazing and obviously the guy who couldn't even wasn't even there because he's injured 800 metre running is looking amazing what other British um, performances Laura was great as always trying out the, not a different tactic um, but like that kick of hers 57 last lap I mean, I don't know how much use that is against Ibarba, <laughs> but Hassan's probably not doing the 1500. So, I mean, that kind of laws leaves Laura as, if not the favourite, one of them, definitely one of them. KJT was um, was performing, obviously. She did the um, long jump and, and the 200. 200 metres. 200 was 
decent, wasn't it? I think she was slightly disappointed. She wanted to go under 23. Yeah, um, especially because that's like a one-off race, whereas when she runs the 200 that's at That's at the end of the day, But yeah. she did say that she's taken some time off after yeah. um, doing, was it in Gotsis? No. Yeah. In, yeah, she did Gotsis, yeah. and then she's taken time off. Well, she did the indoors, then she took time off, then she did Gotsis, and then she's taking took some time yeah. off, and now she's getting ready. But again, twenty two nineteen at this point in the season is twenty three nineteen is great. Got another two months to go. Um, actually, after about all of those things, great start to the year, Cat. Um, you obviously won in Gotsis with a PB, wasn't it? Um, and good run here today. It's a very long season, especially like for a heptathlete. How are you managing like the the start of the season in Gotsis, going all the way around to the worlds in September? Yeah. And I've got to remember I did the indoors as well. So it's Glasgow got to turn then all the way up to October, which is something that was always in my diary, something I always wanted to do being on British soil. Um got to because it's just the best competition ever. So yeah, I have to got to take a little bit of a break. Um, and then got back into like sort of hard winter training. And that's how I managed it. I came back fully completely mentally rested, physically rested. Probably lost a little bit after got to it, but no back training hard. So we've got um, Birmingham Diamond League and the trials coming up. What will you be doing at those events? Um, don't know from Kempfam for the long jump yet, but I think I'll be doing the long jump in Birmingham. And then for the trials, I'll be doing hopefully high jump, hurdles and javelin. Oh, you've got a lot, pack, lot packed into the trials then. Um, and is there anything in particular you know, you've been working on or anything particular that's going particularly well this season that needs working on? I'm just trying to get my strong events back up and that was part of the process today, trying to run against a specialist. Um, I don't think I'm that ready yet at the minute. <laughs> it's very easy for any supporter to look at my heptathlon and say, well, oh, she threw 46 and she like, it's, it's easy to say that. What I'm doing is I'm getting personal bests in both of those events. So my weaker events for me, even though they're very strong for me, is the long jump, is the, the 200, sometimes the high jump in a heptathlon. So that's where my points, that's where I need to make up my points this year. Well, everything's going great so far. Fingers crossed it stays the same. We'll, we look forward to seeing you in Doha. Hey, this is Neve Emerson, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. As I said, and I still think this is true, people talk about the um, the javelin being the most important event. I, don't, I think the long jump's the most important event for her. Uh, well, I think for her, yes, because if she can sort of jump a 680, that's a, that's a big chunk of points. I mean, the thing is about the javelin, it's just a discrepancy between someone throwing 57 and also because it's a second to last event. But no, then but that, the 800 metres is as good for Kat as the javelin is for Nafi. Yeah. This is what's so amazing about those two. Yes, Nafi has got the bigger score. She's got a 200 point uh, margin, but she's only done that once. Hmm. And the last few times she's done something yeah. very close to what Kat can do. So they're both around 6'8". Yes, if Nafi has everything spectacular, she can go over 7,000, but Kat's got a bit of room for improvement as well. So it's so exciting to watch them two. My point about the long jump was that um, the, by the time you get to the javelin, it's a bit too late and it puts lots of pressure on yeah. her to, to, get a, to get a PB. We need her up in the 45, 46. She's throwing like 42, 43 or something. Yeah. Um, but by that time, if she, the long jump hasn't gone well, all the pressure's on that javelin, which we know isn't her great That's effect. true, yeah. So my point is more, if she can pull it out in the, um, in the long jump, give us a... 70 or an 80 that gives you a much much better um, buffer going into the into the long jump that was more their point can we just talk about the relays oh the men's 4x1 relay second best time ever 37.60 with almost the A team I'd probably take well I would take Richard out and I'd put um, um, Adam in Adam in um, but apart from that, but I mean, also Reese, I'd love to see on a relay, but he's never. Some very interesting things that Michael Johnson said on the BBC. What did he say? Um, I thought he talked shit. Sorry, when he was saying that people, people are 
concentrating so much on the reeler that they're not performing in the individual. Not not that bit. That was utter tosh, wasn't it? I mean, to be fair, listen, not a fan. Richard Kilty went a blind duck. Richard Kilty was brilliant on that on that third leg. Um, Obviously, I think we you put Adam in, but like Richard Kilty was was great. Um, Michael Johnson was not very pleased with Nathaniel. No, um, oh yeah, no. Which I've always thought so that's an odd one, putting Nathaniel on the fourth leg. I've never quite understood that. Well, he is a that. sub-10 sprinter. He is a sub-10 sprinter, but he's known as a 200-metre, much more than a yeah. 100-metre runner. Usually you end you end a relay with yeah. like a really strong 100-metre runner, some description, not someone who maybe um, doesn't quite have the legs or the speed to, to get, especially when it's like a, a really um, close. Obviously, he did brilliant at London. We're not criticising him, but I always thought at the time that was, um, that was a bit odd. Um, yeah, Michael Johnson seemed to think that that wasn't a good move. Although, who he thinks we should put in instead, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but no, absolutely fantastic run. Now, it's still interesting. It's only been like, what, three, four years? Yeah. But three, four years ago, we just dropped the baton on the reg, didn't we? It was assumed we were going to. Um, it just, I mean, it happens every now and then, but on the whole, we're, we're really, really solid in both the men's and the women's. The women's also looked fantastic. Yeah, they look great. And just, I, I, I mean, which we would need to talk yes, about. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what I've been gasped for. But, but we only, that was a little, tiny, tiny little hiccup um, from Bianca to Daryl in the last changeover, just in like a, a hesitation, mm. which probably lost them half a metre, which we, she could have stayed ahead. But I don't, I've never seen a relay that, like that, like Shelly Ann. Shelly Ann Fraser Price, what is there to say about her? I mean, she, she was just, the, the weekend, she, she's just, She's just she's, she's the goat, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent the best hundred yeah. meter runner of all time. Because coming back after basically two years off, she ran a bit at the end of last year, she, and she went under ten, under twenty, eleven seconds, and we were like, ooh, you know, she's coming. <laughs> I didn't think she was back this year, just dropping ten sevens. Sevens, I know. Just because she feels like it, you know. Um, no, she's absolutely sensational. That relay leg was jaw dropping, um, and then the hundred meters was great. You know, she ran ten seventy seven, and she. Demolished Dina, and Dina ran ten ninety. Her second fastest time ever, didn't she? Um, she looks on. I mean, like, she looks the odds-on favourite. Absolutely. Win, I mean, the only person who potentially could beat her is Elaine because they, they basically tired at the Jamaican Championships. Yeah. But um, Elaine's looked. Shelley's come from that Jamaican Championships where we were like, yeah, whatever. I don't really believe didn't those quite times. Believe them, yeah, and, back and them up. she's backed them up two or three times yeah. now. Elaine, yes, she won the 200 metres yesterday, but she's not looked in that kind of form. But once again, there's two months to go till the World Championships. So it's probably best you're not in the top form right now. Yeah. But Shelley Ann Fraser-Price not only runs amazingly, she gives great interviews as well, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> the woman that we consider the, the goat in the 100 metres, the, the greatest of all time. Um, welcome back. We haven't seen you for a while. You had, you had a baby. Yeah, thank you for that compliment. Ah, I consider myself a, a, a okay sprinter, you know, but, you know, it's good to be back. I've been away. Yeah, but it's good to be back in competition. I really love competing and to be back here in London is absolute delight. Looking forward to an Aramay 100 tomorrow. So it was just a warm-up, so I'm just happy that the crowd came out and I'm just excited for tomorrow. Now, you're back this year and you're back to your, your very best. You're back running at the 10.7s that we knew from you before. Did you think that you would come back running as fast as that? Well, at first I was thinking that you know, it would take me a long time to get back to where I was. But then after I ran my 10.9 here, I knew that, well, you know, I was in good shape compared to the work that I've been put, I put in 
to come to, to London last year, so I knew that if I went back, then I would work hard and then, you know, anything would be possible from there. So, you know, it's all praises to the most high, honestly, because I don't know, you know, sometimes it's still bre it's still unthinkable to, to think that, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, but, you know, I'm just excited for the process. Now, we said you're the GOAT. You said you're an OK sprinter. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's debatable. But coming up this year, later in the year, of course, we have the World Championships. You're going in looking very, very good. I think it's undebatable if you win there that you, you will be the GOAT. So, so what, what are you going to do to make sure you can bring home that gold medal? I don't put pressure on myself as an athlete. You know, so many persons are going to the World Championship to try and be on the podium. For me, it's just a race at a time. And I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, I learned to take it around at a time. But my hope is definitely to stand on the podium. And I'm working hard towards that, you know. And I just trust the process because at the end of the day, so many things can happen, you know, as an athlete and a competitor. So for me, I'm just looking forward to the, to the excitement. The only slight worry is, and not that I say they're going to do it, there's those Americans, Alicia Hobbs is one of them. No, but, yeah, but you say that, but then you never know with them. It's so sometimes, because sometimes they like um, get in the team and then don't do anything because they've had such a hard like, NCAA. Exactly, yeah. Um, such a hard NCAA um, champs. And then sometimes they come and kill it. But well, we'll the, um, know next week. It's, doesn't the American trial start tomorrow? It's very, very soon, yeah. But the thing about this is, and again, Michael Johnson was saying this, this year, we, you always have those NCAA yeah. athletes who then have to go to a championship like second week in August or something and they're absolutely knackered. This year, they've got another almost two months. But they've still got to get through the trials. That's going to be the Absolutely, yeah, getting through the trials is going to be a problem, potentially. The men's 100, I thought that um, Zarnell looked amazing in the heat. He did look amazing a in the heat. A little stumble at the beginning. But the thing is with him, if he can get out and clear, yeah. he's like phenomenal when he's got someone in front of him. And it's just quite... Across the board, this is what happens to sprinters. Yes. He tightens up and doesn't run as well. So he didn't run as well in the final. Well, as he do did you remember really? the 2001 World Championships? I'm sure it was 2001 when it was when um, Marion hadn't been beaten oh. in like yeah, four yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Zana Block got out and Marion just kind of wobbled, didn't she? Because she couldn't catch her. Um, she, she probably could have catch her if she relaxed. It's a bit like that. Is if he doesn't get out with them, it's, it's catch up. And when catch up happens, you're straining. Your, your form goes a bit, doesn't it? But he looked phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal in the. Um, in the heat yeah so fingers crossed that's what we're getting in the, the men's 200 was a surprise winner yes um, Zenzi Zhai I don't know how you say his name give it Zen, a go Zenzi Zhai Zenzi Zhi Zenzi there you go Zenyi Zhi Zenyi Zhi that's what I'm going with but to run 1988 he's a Chinese athlete um, but also interestingly Miguel Francis came yes. second now Miguel Francis is a British athlete I think he competed for okay where's so he come from he's from Montserrat originally but. which is a British territory which is why he can yeah. compete for Britain but he actually competed for um, not the Bahamas St Kitts and Nevis no I read it today anyway oh. the things with him it was a couple of years ago that he tra he transferred to Britain yes. but he's been injured, injured so we've never really seen him I, I think, think he was at the trials, was the trials year, yeah, but he, he didn't run to anything right. so for him to come out and run 1997 throws a whole nother athlete amongst the pigeons or whatever <laughs> because obviously over the 200 he's going to be definitely vying for a spot but what about him for the relay as well yeah I mean this is the thing because we've got both him and Reese Prescott who we haven't really heard of in conjunction with the relay yeah. and whether, I remember I think we asked Reese last year and he said he'd very non-committal yeah, he'd, he'd, like he'd like to do it so obviously we don't want to put people in unless the, the baton is the most important thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, um, it's better to get a, a, a silver or bronze than drop the baton. Yeah. So. But Nathan Neal ran one as well. He ran 20-28. So he's he's lots of seasons best. He's yeah. coming into form. 
and in the field events, there was. This is it's difficult when you're in the stadium, isn't it? About the watching field events were a bit damn squib, weren't they? Um, so PPP won against Christian Taylor. Christian had a weird, weird, weird competition. Well, he was, jumped seventeen nineteen. But yeah, but his first jump was like fifteen forty three or something. Yes. Then he did like two mid mid sixteens, and he finally sort of squeaked out a. At 1719. I think there was a 1703 in there as well, but, but very odd competition. But what I like about that competition is PPP, once again, I'm not sure if he can go to the Worlds because he transferred to Portugal, right, so I'm so not yeah. sure if he is actually qualif- um, actually allowed to compete yet. I hope so, because if him and Taylor and, and Clay... And Will Clay, yeah. exactly, that's what we want to see. Um, Daniel Stahl won the discus as... Ah. What, are you happy about that? No, I don't really care about Daniel Stahl. There was another story in the discus, wasn't there? Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> right, so for all you British athletics fans out there, you probably know a bit more about this than, than other people will. Um, Lawrence Okoye, um, back in 2012, went to the Olympics, made the final. He's a giant. He's like six foot six or something. Um, we thought he was British gonna, record that year. Yeah, we thought he was going to be like the, the saviour of the throws in Britain. Um, he went and got like stolen from us by American football, um, where he was... I know nothing about American football, so I'm not even going to pretend I can I know the terminology. He went over, got signed to some team, went over to play. Never made it to the A team. He was like in yeah, the... Yeah, just did like the warm-ups. The warm-ups or something. <laughs> but make, doing the warm-ups in American football, you're making... making 100 grand a year. Yeah, 100 grand a year, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, then suddenly, he, on Friday, we heard he was going to be competing here, um, which is super, super exciting. He threw over 60 metres. I mean, he came last, didn't he? No. Oh, he didn't come last. He came no. second to last. Yeah. Um, but he threw over 60 metres with his first throw back... That's super encouraging, you know. Some years we've had no one over 60 exactly. metres. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, first row back in the big stadium, etc. That's really encouraging, you know. Just, I'd go somewhere with a, with a lot of wind. He <laughs> <laughs> needs to go to Chula Vista. Exactly, that's exactly but it. Yeah, that's the thing is, just the fact that he's back and yeah. hopefully slightly committed to doing the discus again um, will be really exciting it really because was. it is one of those events we've, we always have someone who's all right. Well, it no was that has, year, back in 2012, we had like five, five people, people over 45 or something, none 65 of, or something. None of them are any, around yeah. anymore. So it'd be great to have him back and he's still so young. So He's 27, I think. Yeah, brilliant. One other event I wanted to talk about was the Women's 5000. Yeah. Sufan Hassan has been like just phenomenal this year world mile record the European record over 3000 which I think many people would consider to be the real world record and like a massive jump it was a, like a 818 yeah um, and also we know that she won 65 minutes for the for the, <laughs> the half marathon thing. so coming into a 5000 I'm expecting her to walk away with it yes and also because Helen Beery has been a bit off the boil this yeah. year I mean I know she fell she beat um, she, she ran a fast 3000 and then she fell over in a 5000 so she but she hasn't looked great but then Helena Beery like totally killed her yeah which you it's, it's, it's very it's all, all over the place isn't it which is fascinating actually and it makes it makes it great for us especially as Sifana Sen says she's not doing the 1500 metres yeah she's going to do the 5 and 10 5 and 10 I mean great because I want Helena Beery to do the 5 and 10 as well yeah and also Ayana could be in there um, and Debarba I don't know what Debarba's going to be doing but like yeah I don't so, think she'll do a 10 no I'm not saying a 10 but if she's but, doing but, the five, if she's um, doing the 5 and not the 15 no. oh this is quite exciting because it feels like there's going to be some some names some names, some stories some stories yeah. yeah because it's not been the uh, like the best event for the last few years so that's really interesting What did anything else happen that we need to talk about um, isn't there a certain teenager <laughs> 
is we've been talking about people who won. So let's talk about two people who came second and got more attention than a lot of the winners. Um, so I should just say, <laughs> in, in, when you're down in the mix zone interviewing people, um, it's always really interesting when you're stood there all day, you know, because obviously we're interested in hammer throwers and 100 metre runners, mm-hmm. but a lot of the press aren't. So you're often in the, in the mix zone and suddenly you'll get a big rush of people coming in to interview people, um, a big rush of journalists who are coming in to interview people who've probably been like sat at the bar or something up until that point. Um, this this competition, bizarrely, by far, by far, the, the, the press um, press pit was most full when the Japanese guy yeah. ran under ten seconds <laughs> in the hundred meters. Don't know where all these Japanese people well, suddenly appeared from. Well, because Tokyo's next year, so that's that's why they've got lots of no. But we hadn't seen them before. No, after. I don't know where like, they, they were. They literally came to interview <laughs> him and then di- disappeared again. So that that got the most interesting of all. Um, but obviously, the Inga Britsons are always going to be um, talked about. They've also they they have their own camera crew that follows them around. They so do, in yes. the mix zone, they've got their own camera crew interviewing Dad. Um, but it wasn't just that crew who interviewed the Inga Britsons. We did as well. Jakob, here at the Backstreet Boys podcast, you're, you're currently our favourite athlete in the world because not only are you like so young and so talented, but you're so tactically aware. How at your age are you able to sort of always be in the right place? Really appreciate that, but you know, I, I, I came here to run fast and uh, I, I have to do the, the right things during the race for, for me to be able to, to run as fast as I want. Uh, but if you can, if you're... Uh, you see my race compared to other really fast races, I don't think they close with a 53 lap. Uh, so I know that I'm able to run even faster and I know that I'm able to compete against Gebrehiv at uh, the last K. And that really motivates me going into, for example, championships and uh, other fast races in the future. But at a championship, it's not necessarily about times. It's to do with like, your, your placement in the race and being really aware of what's going on. You always seem to be in the right place at the right time. Plus you have that speed at the end. You have to run your own race, you can't uh, depend on the other guys uh, if you want to, to do as well as you want. Of course I have my own goals uh, compared to the other guys I'm running against. Uh, and for me going uh, slower than 13 and second place, that's not my, uh, my goal, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm improving and I want to, to be even better in the future. So uh, I think we have to be really excited. So you're aiming for gold in Doha, is that right? <laughs> no, uh, that, was not my, uh, that was not what I was saying. But I'm still 18 and of course Doha will be my uh, first uh, world championship in the 1500 at least. Uh, I think the other guys are really experienced and, uh, but you know, they're, they're, they're slowing down. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on my way uh, upwards. Congratulations, yeah, you. your sons always do you proud. Yeah. Um, they're obviously phenomenally talented and work phenomenally hard as well. But there's also something else that they're brilliant at, all three of them. Tactically, they're so aware. Is that something you work on in training? No, I think it's inherited by, from the, the oldest to the next uh-huh. one and to the next one. They talk about it all the time. They analyze each other's races and they give each other um, uh, advice uh, how, to, how, to, how to race tactically. I think today he, he shows that he has a phenomenal uh, tactical capacity <laughs> for his age. Yeah, I, I don't understand how it can be so self-confidence in that age. Goes up, go up in front, pushes the the pace, and 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 he and and he, he wants to run fast, and he shows that in the end, as he's capable in the end of a 5k, to run fast two three laps in the end, and the Africans they have to go down in the basement to, yes I know you ha- I know you can beat me but you have to you have to work for it. That's, that's the mentality I, I'm very proud of. Because Gebruet today really didn't want to be beaten over 5,000 metres by a, a, a teenager. Who, a teenager uh, from Norway. 
it's really great as an athletics fan primarily we love to watch athletes but we love athletes who obviously have a love for the sport as well who know their sport who watch their sport who are great tacticians and it's not something you can teach so I think it's really good to hear that they are teaching each other and obviously very aware of what's going on yeah. so where specifically Jakob because that's the one everyone's talking about at the moment um, where can he go from here because he is so young and he's so phenomenally good for such a young age is there more training that he needs to do is there more stuff to learn where can we where, where can we find improvements um, he wants to run the lot of races to, to get the to, to, to learn from it he wants to get to take medals in the Olympics in the world championship not not this one but in the next world championship in the Olympics and to do that you have to be you have to stay in there for many years so we have a long-term plan about the training about the development in training he is about to grow up so is now capable of doing the training that has to be done to be among the top uh, five in the world both on the 1500 and the 5k and the 3k so I think in the next few years you will see him uh, develop even more to, to be a tough competitor for um, you see Jacob he is still young in his body he's, he is very big uh, to be top competitive in 5k he had to be a little slimmer so uh, I think uh, through the next years you will see a different Jacob but now he is still his baby fat so, so uh, he's a little bit too big to be competitive but he still is competitive yeah. as a fan who's watched this sport for many years we see a lot of young athletes who are great as their teenagers and they don't develop or they get injured or they overtrain. is there any concern about the amount he races and the amount he trains right now no no we take it very easy we don't we don't train very hard we train uh, a large volume but we don't train hard we never go all in in training we, we try to keep off injuries and everything and and then we, we cannot go all in in training but now against the world championship at the end of the summer now we're going to push a little bit more in training to get that last millimeter to to be uh, as competitive as you have to be in the world championship yeah and what about the amount of competitions as well because he does doubles at championships which a lot of senior athletes don't want to do they say it's too hard and he always goes for does the double is there any qualms about competing too much no he's still young yeah he's still young the medals they are not concerned about the medals they want to go fast and and if we, if we want to go fast you have to do a lot of races to get to get your your, your your top speed and your top endurance to test yourself all the time to see what's best. Jakob, I wish you in that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. Yay! <laughs> I'm so interested in the way someone that young has got that much sort of now, that much tactical awareness with so many people. You know, been doing this decades, haven't he? Always, he reminds me of most of it. He reminds me of um, Svetlana Mastakova, who uh-huh. few oldies out there. Um, back in the late nineties, Svetlana Mastakova won the eight and the fifteen hundred at the um, Olympics. She also won the World Championships in ninety nine, I think it was. She did this thing where whatever the race, however the race was won, she could do fast, she could do slow, but she basically dictated the race. She basically sort of mesmerised everyone yeah. wasn't it she'd go to the front and slow things really down and no one would like bother to stop it or she'd go out really hard and, and like everyone would go with her it was just a really interesting thing and he's a bit like that he doesn't it's not like he doesn't and even of, when he's not at the front he's, there's something very commanding about I, the that's way what he I mean. runs exactly he, he, he always runs his own race he, he, he's 
content like he's he's got confidence in, in yeah. what he's going to do so he's not too concerned what everyone else is doing um, but the thing is he's so fast he's literally in a 330 1500 metres at, at 18 so therefore it's not just tactics some people are like great tacticians so therefore they win medals yeah. he is both super fast and a great technician I'm not exaggerating when I say I think he can win at the world. Oh, totally. And I, obviously, right at the end of when I was um, interviewing Gert, the dad, um, he saw Jakob and ran off. So that was the last question I was oh, going right. to ask him because he'd said, like, we're not looking to win at the Worlds this year. I'm like, really? Because I think you can. And if not win, 100% medal. And Yeah, but it's, was, it's, so it's, I should just say, it's not, it's not about like, whether he wins or not. It's, it's more what I'm saying is that at a World Championships who knows what that race is going to be like because yeah. you, you, it's all very well running time trials and running really fast and running in diamond leagues and running like 27 or 28 that's not going to happen at the world championships it's much more like the world championships is running 35 yeah. you know um, and if it's running 35 that not just it, it opens up to everybody but where other people will flop in those circumstances I have no I have total confidence that he won't yeah but, and, it, and of course his brother got a, a bronze medal last time Absolutely, and they're, they're all tactically very good. It's interesting that um, Dad says that they learn from each other, and right. Jakob's watching the older older ones. But there's obviously a love of the sport, and it's, some athletes don't even watch the sport. They don't know who their competitors are. They don't know what other people's tactics yeah. are. They don't know. They don't watch racing, so they don't know different scenarios. That family obviously do. They're all very tactically aware. Um, I like Dad also has to say that um, he needs to lose some weight. <laughs> to run the 5k more successfully I think he's doing great how he is oh god if he needs to lose some weight <laughs> I, need to, I don't need to run more 5k's don't I um, lastly just one last thing um, about the weekend which was great and lovely and um, it's we're always pleased when we see it which was um, the medal reallocations especially for um, Goldie Sayers who's been on this pod talking about this very issue we actually interviewed her about um, about medal reallocations about the bonds that she was owed and she got it in the stadium, in the like, in the in Britain, in a giant yeah. stadium, um, with the crowd like really, really applauding her, um, and I had a chat with her after. So I'm here with um, Goldie Sayers, or I should say, Olympic bronze medalist Goldie Sayers, which has a, a really, really nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does. It sounds very nice indeed. <laughs> um, now it makes a big difference to a career being able to put that Olympic tag before it, and that's something you weren't able to do up until now. I mean, how can you realistically? make that something that's um, going to make an impact if it's your career going forward do you think yeah I mean I don't think you can ever get that back but I th- it, the main thing for me is just a sense of achievement and having set a goal that you know you want to achieve from the age of probably 13 when I first picked up a javelin so you know the fact that I can call myself Olympic bronze medalist you know that means more than any other um, they have done a really good job recently in giving out those medals in big occasions like this. Here we are at the anniversary games. You got a huge ovation from the crowd when they announced what was going on. That must be like really special rather than, you know, as has happened in the past, people being giving them in a car park or getting it in the post. Yeah, no, it's been lovely. Like British Athletics have been great. They gave me a lot of tickets, which is, was fabulous. So I've got about 100 friends and family in the crowd who I'll celebrate with afterwards. It's just, I thought I'd be able to take it in even more so because I've known for so long when it's coming, but it's just still all too much, really. It's, it's just so much to take in and, you know, I was trying to reflect and you just can't. There's too many emotions and too many people to see and... Um, yeah, I think that the, what was really interesting was turning around, trying to take it all in, and then all the javelin girls were waving at me, and actually that was the nicest moment of the lot, strangely. 
because there's people there who would have been there at the time. Barbara 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 was here, isn't she? So she she won in 2008. So you would have been on the podium with her back in the day. Yeah, so I'd have been on the podium with Barbara. You know, Cara Winger, Liz Gleadle. Um, I did look at the start list the other day. Palamica. You know, there's at least a handful of people who I can be, used to compete against regularly. Who I actually thought most of them were retired. <laughs> They're not. Not most of them. But I'm sure I had a conversation with Spitakova about four years ago, and she's like, I'll definitely retire after Rio. Well, clearly not. <laughs> well, we spoke about this a, a couple of years back now about the, when you were going to get your medal. It's the day is finally here. All we can say is big, big congratulations, and thanks so much for speaking to us today. She was kind of tearing up as I was speaking <laughs> to her because obviously we'd spoken about it a couple of years back, and um, she said she said there that she was fine until she saw all the um, the other javelin fighters, some of whom were in the. In well, the, Barbara Spitakova was exactly, there. Yeah. She won in. exactly. Um, so yeah, that was lovely, and it's it's you know there's nothing you can do about it. You can't do anything. You can't get that that those years back but at least it's that sense of achievement isn't it and she will always be um an olympic bronze medalist now and that's at the end of the day what really matters three two one we're the southern park volunteers and you're listening to the straight boys so overall it was a, it was a really good meeting i still need to go and watch the last few events because i haven't caught up with all the athletics that was on now um, i heard rumors yeah this going to be one day next year I heard that as well yeah. we probably heard it at the same time did we heard it person? exactly at the same time um, the yeah same I, mean, I would prefer that I think all of that squashed into one one day would be because we, we have talked about the great you know the, the Diamond Leagues have been a bit up and down there's been some jaw dropping ones and there's yeah. some really flat ones this was somewhere in the middle but, but if, if you squashed squash that together it would have been one would have well been up there well up there with one of the best ones I but, totally yeah. agree so yeah I mean I'd like to see it over one day and also over two days it's a, they get a very good audience. I mean, it was it was. It the was, thing is, it's hard because it, it, it doesn't translate in the um, on TV. I don't think does it. No, because you always see the back stage. Yeah. But it was quite busy. But if you did that over one day, yeah. and that, uh, it would be a full stadium, and it would be. I think the atmosphere would be much better. So I'd like to see that. So can I just do my every week rant about the fantasy diamond league? Yes, you can. So this week, I picked Saida Nasser in the four hundred meters. How did that go? She didn't turn up. Then I also picked um, who's the new girl? I mean, our two. Saini? Saini, the one Nigerian. I picked her as well. Because How did that go? She didn't show up. Mm. Then I picked Faith Kit Yagon. And? She didn't show up. Then I had in the men's 800 metres. What happened there, Joey? <laughs> you got injured. <laughs> <laughs> so that's four people I scored nothing from. And then there was probably some other disasters as well. There is a design error yes, in is. the Fantasy Diamond League. If people aren't on the start list, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be able, able to select to them. them yeah. If they've come off the start... Now, what you're supposed to do is go to the Diamond League website, look at the start list at the last minute and see who the final lists are. That's not something we should have to do. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because they, it, why aren't they connected to each other? And if someone drops out, you can't select well, them. I can, I can beat, beat your disaster, Jenny. Because oh, the worst designer of all, all season was last week, in, I think it was Monaco, where the women's triple jump was held the day before. And you could still select them. So unless you knew that, which I didn't, um, you could go in and choose people. I chose Queen Catherine, as you would. She came seventh. She'd already come seventh. So when I chose her, <laughs> she was already seventh. How can you pick someone when the event is over? Why was that just not blocked off? Well, because they did. They, they, they stopped it before the triple jump started. And everyone complained because no one had got their results in, so they reopened just it Just take again. the triple jump out. Well, of course. It's, like, it's so basic. I, mean, I know there's probably not even that many of you. Like, you're probably thinking, what are you talking about every week? You know what I mean? Taking, <laughs> take, entering this, this twaddle. Um, yeah, okay. It, yeah, it's rubbish. It is rubbish, isn't it? And it just, yeah. it's, it's not fit for purpose. It's and it, like, when we have to moan about it every week... I'm probably 
I've, I'm reluctant to say I'm not playing anymore because I feel like I've done it this far I think now. There's three left or something. But this one, I missed Park Run on Saturday morning to go to to sit down and do this because I'd run out of time and forgot about it. So you must have been gutted, I was Joey. De- devastated. Yeah, devastated. I had to go back to bed and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Hate it when that happens. <laughs> Hi, this is Tony Minicello, and you're listening to. The Back Straight Boys. I just want to say a big shout out to two new listeners who tweeted us to say they can't can't believe they've never listened to the Back Straight Boys before. Neither can I. So big hello to Steve Watmore and Lindsay Theobald. Thank you for listening. I hope we haven't bored you too much this week. Well, no, part, but more than that, they actually said that other people had um, told them to listen. People are talking about us. I know. That's how I hear. Well, 50 episodes in, they ought to be. Just wanted to say that if in the past we've shouted out, given you a shout out on the podcast for giving us a great rating and review, um, and you haven't DM'd us for a prize, do so. There's prizes waiting. There's a couple of people I think haven't haven't claimed their prize from us. So. Yeah, so you need to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, at Backstraight B. At Backstraight B. Oh my god! Oh my god! Claire's not here. Claire isn't here, and for the first time ever, Jody has got our social media correct. At Backstraight B. So you need to follow us on at Backstraight B. And um, we will put something in the post for you, something athletics-based. It's been a pleasure speaking to you again this week. We'll be back very soon with Claire on board, talking about the juniors and whatever else has come up in the, in the past few weeks. In the meantime, thank you very much for tuning in again, and we'll see you very soon. For the 51st. Yeah, 51st, 51, we're so fucking old. <laughs>